When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle, and it's still snowing, still blizzarding. Yep, because this is the same day that we recorded the last yes, one. Yes, it is. And hopefully, it stops soon because I hate the snow. But if you're out and about, make sure you be safe and don't do anything dumb. Tonight's episode, we are going to dive into the cryptid known as Mothman. We tried filtering out some information, but we're just going to wing it. <laughs> wing it, get it, Mothman. Weird. Anyway, before we do that, we're going to get through all the business. So check us out at all our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Go there, search us, come and hang out, talk to us, share your stories, tell us something creepy. You know the deal. Speaking of which, Kyle, how do they tell us something creepy? You can call us at one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow or you can use your voice memo app, record your story, email it to us at hollowskypodcast at gmail dot com. And I always forget to mention, but you can simply email us a letter too. Yeah, just shoot us an email. Yeah. Any type, type it out. Any type of communication is always welcomed. It's good communication. You can even message us on uh, the social medias. Shoot us a message. We'll use it. For sure. We're, where am I going with this? Oh, yeah. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you pop over there and leave us a five-star rating and review. We will gladly shout you out. And that helps us become more prevalent on the entire list spectrum of podcasts. So 
Make sure you definitely do that. Share us with your friends too, please. Yeah. Share us with your weird friends. But we have our listener encounter for the day for this podcast that I'm about ready to read. So we're going to get into that <laughs> before we get in, before we wing it with the Mothman. That's so lame. I just thought of that but and cracked myself it's up. dope. Okay. Here we go. Our encounter comes to us from one of the hosts of our friends at the Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. Her name's Emma, so if you guys are waiting for our next episode to drop, pop on over there, check out what they got to say. Cool podcast. Give them a share and a like. Here is Emma's encounter, her ghost story. It says, hi, I hope you all are doing well. I'm going to post a story here, and you can use it if you wish, from Emma. I had less than a normal job when I was in college, that's for sure. I worked in a care home for adults with intellectual disabilities. The words care home conjure images of sensory gardens, plush cushions, and framed pictures of scenic mountains, but this, unfortunately, was not the case. While I was there, the residents were given the best of care and have all since moved out of the wing of the building I worked in to lovely houses. The building was first opened as the Mar- Maryborough Lunatic Asylum in 1832. In these times, little was known about the mental health and how to treat it. Patients at the time were ill-treated by mostly well-meaning caregivers. It was once said to me that you can feel the sadness seeping from the walls in the building, and this was definitely true. It just looked ominous. It's funny, though, what you get used to, and I got incredibly used to the daily routine in the building that the residents called home. There were many stories about hauntings in the building. Footsteps were said to be heard at nighttime in the empty upper floors. Furniture was said to move around at night. And there was a point in the recent past a priest drafted in to bless the building. It seemed like the perfect place for ghosts galore, but I never had an experience apart from sudden feelings of dread or fear in certain parts of the building until my fourth year working there. It was a bank holiday weekend and it was bitterly cold. I was having a cigarette on my break and was leaning against the wall outside the three-story red brick building looming over me. It was for all... It was for all the world like an outdoor corridor, and as I smoked, I looked up. My eyes locked with a woman who was standing in the middle, third floor window. It must have been for a maximum of two seconds, but I can remember feeling my stomach flip. She drifted, I kid you not, drifted away from the window, and I carried on smoking, trying to digest what I had just seen. There was a girl with me who suddenly, frantically began looking for her keys to get back into the building in a panic. She had seen her too. My first initial reaction was not to scream to the masses I've seen a ghost but rather I decided to get security to go check the building to make sure no one was inside there was no one inside the building was code locked emptied and very much alarmed on account of the bank holiday it was only on hearing this information that my brain fully registered that the woman I'd seen was wearing a white shift dress and her eyes were more like black shadow than form features about a year later I was telling a nurse about what I'd seen and he informed me that he regularly whilst working nights would see a woman with black hair and a white dress out of the corner of his eye running through the ward he managed to convince himself it was merely a combination of tiredness and bad lighting it's difficult to know the answer so thank you emma for your ghost story creepy one it is creepy i feel like we've all been in a situation where we have heard something or seen something out of the corner of our eye absolutely but for her to just lock eyes with it like she definitely saw what was in that window yeah and when you say lock eyes with it i mean it's i don't know you get that feeling of like she's looking back yeah like it's she sees you just as much as right you, yeah as you see her i think that would be more unsettling than seeing like like if she were just to pass by the room yeah or, or like run run past like yeah. you said her co-worker saw yeah 
it's bizarre and i've been in i've been in places like we used to go some a little bit when i was younger and we stayed overnight at this old antique shop and it's creepy hearing stuff above you when you know there's no there's nobody above you yeah i haven't i really haven't been in too many ghost situations honestly but i'm sure that it would scare me nonetheless we when we were at this old antique shop we were down just sitting talking not really doing any kind of investigation or such it was more just camaraderie and hanging out in the supposed haunted place you know right and then all of a sudden we start hearing furniture move in the abandoned part of the building upstairs and then we hear footsteps walking around upstairs <laughs> and it's i don't know man it was weird i bet it freaked me the hell out and uh didn't you say you stuck your head up there to take a peek yeah i did i didn't see anything but there was a chair like the way this breaks down is the downstairs is like this antique thrift shop, but the upstairs used to be lived in. Well, there was a flood, and they abandoned the upstairs, but everything was left, all the furniture and such was left, but the upstairs was blocked off. A couple years later, they decided to go up and check and see the upstairs, so they had to cut a hole through the floor, or through the roof of the main building, which kind of leads into the like a, like a attic, and then you kind of crawl over, and they cut another hole into the floor of the upstairs. You used to be able to access it from the outside, but the flood washed all that away. So after we heard everything, I crawl up there and stick my head up there, and there is a <clears throat> chair, like a kitchen chair, pulled in front of this old refrigerator, and the freezer door's open, like someone was peeking into the freezer door. Well, the people who took us on the investigation said that there was a ghost of a little kid in the building. Which kind of correlates with yeah. having the chair there, yep. taking a sneak peek in the fridge, probably looking for popsicles or something. Yeah, that was what popped into my head is like a little kid looking in the freezer for something to snack on. Yeah, it's it was it was a bizarre experience. It was a good time. I wish yeah. I could go back and check it out again. Yeah, I would like to go. Just, but it's one of them things. It's done and gone, really. Yeah, maybe we can get back in there someday. Anyway. Again, thank you, Emma, for your ghost story. Definitely. And hats creepy. off for not uh freaking out. Yeah, it did better than I would have. Yeah, I mean, you did what a rational person would do and get the guard to go check it out. I mean, if I would have stuck my head up through that hole and there was a woman staring back at me, I'd probably run away. Probably oh, fall out of the hole. I would have. I would have done everything to get out of the <laughs> hole. So, yeah, if you guys, like I said, check out their podcast, Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast. I'm sure it's on everywhere where you listen to podcasts. Go over there and Hell yeah. give them a shout. So, from there, we are going to be magically whisked to West Virginia to check out what all this Mothman stuff's about. So, the Mothman. First, I'm going to break down uh, what people describe the Mothman as. People who have seen the Mothman. So, the Mothman is described as a bipedal winged humanoid. Despite his name, which was given to him by newspapers, he does not look like a moth. Uh, His coloration varies from black to gray to even brown. Although it's usually darker in darker shades. He's often reported to be about 7 feet tall with a wingspan of 10 to 15 feet or more. Plus the ability to fly over 100 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. He's scooting. He's scooting. Maybe there's like a giant light in the distance he's trying to get to. You know, because he's a moth. It would make sense. You get it? Okay. Sometimes he's described as not having a head with two large red eyes set in the center of his chest. 
These eyes are reported to be glowing or at least reflective. Details of his face and his feet have never been adequately described. One witness who saw the face clearly could only say that the details were absolutely horrid and she had terrible nightmares and nearly suffered a nervous breakdown because of seeing him. Man. Isn't that weird? Dude, that's... If I was the Mothman, I'd say hidden too if people talked about me like that. It's just weird how people's brains will just crumble like that when they see stuff, quote unquote, that they shouldn't be seeing. Like they don't know. Yeah. Maybe. uh, It's weird. I swear it's a defense mechanism for us. It probably is. Like, because, you know, like, there's probably shit out there that we're not supposed to understand. I would believe that. So the best bet is just be like, freak out. Like quantum physics? Yeah, like quantum leap. Yeah, I don't understand that shit. But anyways, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> Which we always do. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm going to get... Okay, I decided to cover the Mothman today because there are a string of sightings that are happening in our lovely home state of Illinois, up near the Chicago region. In the last, like, probably two or three years, there's just sighting after sighting after sighting after sighting up that way. So I thought I'd talk about it, give a little brief history, talk about some other stuff, and then talk about some other stuff. So we're just going to wing it. Ta-da. But um. Okay, the history of the Mothman. On November 12th, 1966, in Clinton in West Virginia, a gravedigger was working in a cemetery when he spotted something strange. He looked up when he saw something huge soar over his head. It was a massive figure moving rapidly across the cemetery. He described the figure as being a brown human being. It was the first reported sighting of what would become known as the Mothman, the elusive creature, although now widely celebrated by a town at once terrorized. He remains as mysterious as he did on the night that that man witnessed it. The next sighting was just three days after the gravedigger's initial report in nearby Point Pleasant. Two couples noticed a gray winged creature about six or seven feet tall standing in front of the car they were all seated in. Eyewitnesses Roger Scarberry and Steve Mallett told the paper, the Point Point Pleasant Register, that the beast had bright red eyes about six inches apart and a wingspan of ten feet, and that it seemed to want to avoid the bright headlights of the car. Opposite of what you think a moth would do. Well, apparently it looks nothing like a moth, so... Yeah. Kind of curious as to why he got dubbed the Mothman then. Because he has wings. I guess. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, does the Butterfly Man sound nearly as ominous? No, not really. You got a point. According to the witnesses, the creature was able to fly at incredible speeds, almost up to 100 miles per hour, one of the men told reporters. Although all, all agreed it did make for a clumsy runner on the ground. They knew because the creature allegedly chased their moving vehicle to the outskirts of town in the air, then scuttled into a nearby field and disappeared. Knowing how absurd this must have sounded to a local paper in a small Appalachian community in 1960, Scarberry insisted that the apparition couldn't have been a figment of his imagination. He assured paper, if I'd seen it all by myself, I wouldn't have said anything at all, but there were four of us who saw it. I had heard other reports of when it walks, it kind of waddles like a penguin. Like a penguin, yeah. (laughs) I read that too. Well, at least I know I can outrun it. Unless it flies. Well, yeah. Then it decides to fly, and you're not going to get very far. No. Um, of course, the people of the town were skeptical, and the paper kept calling it a giant bird or a mysterious creature. But they did quote that his description said it was like a man with wings. More and more sightings were reported in Point Pleasant over the next year as the legend of the Mothman kept building. Gettysburg Time reported eight additional sightings in a short span of three days following the first claims, including two volunteer firefighters who supposedly saw what they described as a very large bird with large red eyes. One sighting reported by Salem, West Virginia resident Newell Partridge 
told of a strange of strange patterns that appear on his television screen one evening, followed by a mysterious sound just outside of his home. Shining a flashlight toward the direction of the noise, Partridge supposedly saw two red eyes resembling bicycle reflectors looking back at him. This antidote remains popular in the Mothman mythos, especially because it resulted in the disappearance of Partridge's dog, supposedly to the clutches of the Mothman. So he's a dog stealer. Right. Now, I assume that the uh, debunking of the Mothman comes from the (laughs) firefighter sightings, because almost everybody else that talks about him describes him relatively the same, a man with wings and red eyes. Now, the firefighters in particular, had the description that it looked like a large bird with red eyes. Well, it just so happens that in the area, there is a bird that kind of fits that description, and it's the Sandhill Crane. Weird. So there are people out there that think that the whole thing could be this Sandhill Crane that people are seeing. But I'm going to tell you right now, the Sandhill Crane does not look like a fucking man with wings. And it's not seven feet tall. No, and it, it, it does have red around its eyes. So there is that, and it does directly fit the description of the firefighters. So the firefighters very well have may you know, very well have seen one of these birds. But I'm gonna say that everybody else, that's not what they're seeing. No, and there is a there's a Dr. Robert L. Smith, he's an associate professor of wildlife and biology in West Virginia, dismissed the notion that a flying monster was stalking the town, and he is definitely pushing that it's a sandhill crane. Well, of course they stall all They stand almost as tall as the average adult man, have bright red flesh around its eyes, as you said. Some people, though, even hypothesize further that the crane may have been deformed, <laughs> especially if it made its home around the TNT area, what the locals call a nearby bunkers that were used for manufacturing munitions during World War II. It's been suggested these bunkers have leaked toxic materials into the neighboring wildlife preserve. Another Point Pleasant legend states that the creation of the Mothman was nothing more than the work of a very committed prankster who went as far as to hide in the World War II munitions plant where many of the sightings occurred. None of that makes sense. No. I, I'm not going to buy any it's of that. It's not going to be a crane. Cranes don't carry off dogs. Cranes don't Even have if it was deformed, it's not going to be the size of a man. Like, it's not going to have the girth of a man. Crane birds, I mean, their necks are not... Yeah, they're all skinny. They, yeah, they're not big at all. It's, I don't know, it's bizarre. It is. Anyway, the story kind of exploded from there. went kind of kind of countrywide that people were seeing this beast out in West Virginia. Um, a lot, uh, it kind of sparked a lot of religious connotation because of the striking re- resemblance it bears to demon archetypes found among people who've experienced sleep paralysis and such. Okay. Uh, other paranormal explanations are aliens, of course, UFOs, Precognition, they paint the Mothman as either a harbinger of doom or more sinisterly, its cause of doom. Which brings us to the biggest point in the West Virginia Mothman story, the Silver Bridge Collapse. On December 15th, 1967, just over a year after the first Mothman sighting, traffic was especially bad. The Silver Bridge, built in 1928 to connect Point Pleasant, West Virginia to Galapagos? G-A-L-L-I-P-O-L-I-S, Ohio, sorry if I mispronounced that, was packed with cars from end to end. It had been built in a time when cars were lighter, 
the Model T just weighed 1,500 pounds, a modest sum when compared to the 1967 average for a car 4,000 pounds. Its engineers had not been particularly imaginative when it came to planning for the bridge's future. Its design was not built very well. Basically, when one part of the bridge decides to fail, it all does. The whole bridge fi- fails. So, without warning, an eye bar near the top of the bridge on the Ohio side cracked, chain snapped, and the bridge, its careful equilibrium completely disturbed, fell to pieces, plunging cars and pedestrians into the icy water of the Ohio River. 46 people died, drowned, or crushed in the wreckage. So, this kind of leads credence to the Mothman being a harbinger of doom. Yes. Could he have been trying to warn the people of Point Pleasant and Ohio that this bridge was going to collapse? Now, it's possible. But before you go too far, and I don't I don't want to steal the thunder or, inter- or uh, ruin the flow that you have planned, but now when you hear about this in particular case, so the Mothman being sighted around Point Pleasant... And then a bridge collapses. Now, for me, as a person, I don't see the connection, right? If and, be, and I'll make myself crystal clear. I don't know a whole lot about the Mothman. It's never been one that has took priority for me personally. So I'm kind of going on this ride with everybody else. Yeah, I know a little bit about him, but with that being said, like I said before, when you link the two together, the bridge and the Mothman. I don't see the connection, but when you dig further into the Mothman's history, that's when you truly find this link. Yeah, I just feel like, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. So, if the bridge just collapsed by itself, and there wasn't any Mothman, like, it would be a tragedy. But the fact that all this happened just within, like you know, how many weeks or months before the bridge collapsed. And also, I forgot to note that after the bridge collapsed, no more sightings of the Mothman at Point Pleasant. Right. But even with all that being said, you you see what I'm saying? Like, let's say this is an isolated event. It's the only time Mothman's ever been seen. Yeah, yeah. He can't be considered a harbinger of doom for just one exactly. single... That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, absolutely. I You know, totally and, and for, for me, being new to this, this... To be a hundred percent honest, this is the only case of the Mothman that I knew about was Point Pleasant yeah, because the, it was one of the most publicized and the biggest event surrounding Mothman. Yeah, absolutely. So when you when you see that, like I could see how a lot of people are going to be like, "Yeah, well, that's a that's a fucking stretch." I mean, you know, you're seeing something weird that may not even be fucking real, and then you got a traffic jam one night on a bridge because of whatever reason, the and it fails. Away. Yeah. So. I could definitely see anybody's skepticism. But, like I said, when you start digging into dun, dun, dun. all of the sightings with Mothman, it gets a little crazy. Yep. And, and it, it makes the story, for me, all that much more... I'm going to use the word exciting. Okay, better word, interesting. Yeah. It makes it more interesting. So perhaps what you're saying is perhaps West Virginia wasn't the first spot that the Mothman yes. has been sighted. Or the last one, possibly. Also true. Dun, dun, dun. So there's that. 
So, I will dive in. Upon our uh, research here, we've discovered that the Mothman may go back way further than just the 1960s in West Virginia. So, here we find at Ranker.com, a region in southeastern China was plagued with sightings of a figure that resembled the Mothman in early January 1926. Dubbed by locals as the Man Dragon, the shadowy ominous figure was seen hovering above the Ziontai Dam. Then disaster hit the surrounding farming villages in the form of 40 billion gallons of water. The dam collapsed, resulting in the deaths of 15,000 people. So, there's that one. From there, we get magically whisked to Chernobyl. Which was horrible. Everybody knows the Chernobyl disaster. I'm trying to go in kind of a chronological order here. So we go from the dam. People see the Mothman, or or an entity that resembles the Mothman, right? Right. They see him weeks before the dam collapses, days before the dam collapses, the dam collapses... No more. Mass carnage. Then he's gone. Yep. Takes us to Chernobyl. The Mothman is believed to have been around the world's worst nuclear accident in history. Throughout 1985, many scientists and other workers at the nuclear power plant in Chernobyl, Ukraine, claimed to see a huge black bird-like creature with the body of a man flying around the plant. Those who saw the red-eyed beast also reported a series of strange harassing phone calls and a string of nightmares leading up to the disastrous explosion in April 1986. On April 26, 1986, the day of the incident, several people saw a huge black bird actually flying around the smoke after the explosion, even those in the nearby town of Pripyat, yeah, that's how you say it, claimed to have seen the strange creature that became known as the Blackbird of Chernobyl in the days leading up to the disaster. Pripyat was also affected and later evacuated because of the harmful radiation. So weird. And the list just it continues. Is I know some of these go get on. pretty fucking heavy. Next, we have the most infamous terrorist attack in the history of the world. Yeah. The Mothman is apparently hanging around the Twin Towers the week of the 9 11 attacks. Which is crazy. During these days leading up to the terrorist attacks on September 11, 2001, several people reported sighting of a black winged creature flying near the Twin Towers. During the attack, the second plane hit. As the second plane hit, eyewitnesses reported a creature flying parallel to the plane. In the days that followed, those reporting the creature were allegedly approached by men in black and warned to stop talking about what they saw. That's fucking creepy. Especially with it flying next to the plane. Yeah. Like, maybe it's... Maybe... Not only is it a harbinger of doom trying to warn us, maybe it's trying to stop it. It's possible. Like, that's that's what I see. Like, like why else would he... And w- what's crazy is, like, my... I, w- I would say my ignorance on Mothman. I knew very little of him, and I was always under the impression that he was the one causing this shit. But it turns out... That may not actually be the case. He may be trying to stop it. Because these things are like, these are big deals. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? They're like no Chernobyl, joke. Big deal. Yeah. Um, 9-11, big deal. And then, uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, there's that one. Um, 
2007, another bridge collapse. The Mothman was spotted at yet another bridge collapse in 2007. Eerily enough, the I-35 West Bridge in Minneapolis, Minnesota was open for traffic in 1967, the same year the Silver Bridge collapsed. Then on August 1, 2007, after a month of Mothman sightings, the I-35 bridge collapsed during rush hour traffic, taking the lives of 13 people and injuring more than 145 more. Reports of the Mothman began trickling in June 27, 2007, preceding the collapse by a mere month. Many claimed to see the humanoid creature flapping its massive wings in the surrounding area and at the bridge itself. An Illinois woman witnessed the creepy cryptid while driving just outside of Stewartville, Minnesota on June 27, 2007. She called the paranormal radio show host George Norrie. Shout out to Coast to Coast. Described the creature as having a huge wing about the width of a Ford. So that's a pretty big, pretty big... uh, being absolutely next we go to 2009 some believe the large hairy red-eyed creature uh, the people of la juanta mexico began seeing stalking the area in 2009 was also the legendary mothman the sightings occurred around the same time leading up to the 2009 swine flu outbreak in mexico two witnesses angela mendez and viviana ledesma experienced pure terror as they heard the creature's screeches emanating from an apple orchard near Minyaka Cemetery. A student who requested to remain anonymous reported the Mothman chasing him for 15 minutes on the night of March 6, 2009. Despite best efforts of local authorities to hunt down the entity, no traces of it were found. That takes us to 2011 with the Japanese earthquake and resulting tsunami and nuclear disaster in Fukushima. Marcus Pules, an American visiting Japan, was out with a friend near the Fukushima plant when suddenly they heard a loud whooshing sound and a terrible screeching. As they looked back towards the plant, they saw a huge figure, Pules described as, and I quote, large and black from the distance I was at, it looked to be sitting atop one of the square-shaped buildings. It sat there for about five seconds, then unfurled a large set of what I could only describe as black wings. The creature took flight, circling the plant a few times before coming closer to them. Quote, that's when I noticed two large red eyes. They seemed to glow from within and with a blood red hue. They were unblinking, and in the three to four seconds we saw them, we knew they were staring straight at us. We knew this creature knew we could see it and made no attempt to dis- disguise itself. End quote. Pules described an immense feeling of dread that washed over him. The creature vanished as quickly as it had appeared. It wasn't until Pules was back home in America hearing the news on CNN about the devastation of the Japanese earthquake and the explosions at the very same nuclear power plant where he had witnessed the creature that he realized he may have seen the infamous harbinger of disaster known as the Mothman. So, what do you think, Kyle? I have no idea. Do you feel like he is causing said chaos or do you feel like he is trying to warn said chaos personally i'm more on the side that he's causing yeah no kidding that's not the route i thought you were gonna go yeah interesting and i'll tell you why there there are a couple reasons why one there is an account of him eating a fucking dog somebody's dog dogs can be dicks yeah and you could use the argument that he is a being and needs to eat. I mean, I guess I could see that argument. We eat cows. Well, some of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I> disregard that. <laughs> and then 
that you have the rare one-off accounts where people claim to be chased by him. Now, could this be a different entity all in itself that's chasing people? Absolutely. But for sake of argument, we are going to assume that it is the same. So if he's chasing people, then why... Why would he be trying to save people? Maybe he's trying to warn them and then, something like, hey, you're driving 100 miles an hour. This is as fast as I can fly. Slow the fuck down. Maybe. Be safe. Um, and then you have the, you know, the, the situations with the, the random terrifying phone calls and nightmares and then the feelings of dread and all that type of shit. Like, I don't know. Like, the more I hear it, I float back onto the team that maybe he's the one causing the shit. Maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he could. It's just, I mean, it's just as plausible as him trying to warn people of the shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of have that that feeling that maybe he's not, maybe he's not a good guy. I mean, I don't know. Because obviously when he makes himself, himself known. Bad shit follows. Bad shit happens. And another thing that I find odd is, at least to our knowledge, he doesn't make himself well-known, right? It seems like there's a small little niche of people that seem to see him. And when they do see him, like this last guy, he's seen him for what? Maybe we'll just throw out a number, maybe three minutes. Yeah, just long enough, long enough for him to make a couple passes and then uh-huh. take off. You know, I feel like if he, if this thing is really trying to do good, he'd stick around at least a little bit longer, make himself a little more known. Yeah, but I mean, but every I time know. he shows his face, everybody runs away from him. So probably he's like, you know yeah, what? I'm I trying mean, to warn these people there's an earthquake coming, but they're not listening. So fuck it. Yeah, I'm scary, and these people run. So maybe I can't if I just help fly the way around, that I look. Run. The other thing that kind of makes me curious is, like, the Chernobyl thing, all the weird-ass calls that were coming in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if you read John Keel's Mothman prophecy, some of that weird stuff is tied in. Like, you get into the whole Indrid Cold side of it, which we're not going to get into here because I can't directly correlate it with Mothman. Right. We might talk about it on a different podcast episode, but we're just not... Just know that it was some weird shit that went on right before Mothman started getting seen in West Virginia. But if you take that into account, there was a lot of weird conspiratorial shit going on in West Virginia. You know, yeah. like after the bridge collapse, people started seeing all kinds of weird lights in the sky. And then there were possible men in black figures coming and asking people about stuff. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know how that ties into whether it's a harbinger or a creator, but. it It is hard to say. It's just bizarre. I'm just more on the the downside of it right now. Which, I don't know. So you think he's bad news. I do kind of think he's bad news. Which brings us to present day within the last few years. People of the great state of Illinois, not so great city of Chicago. <laughs> Touche. Go Cardinals. But anyway, are starting to see the Mothman. Here probably within the last five years. There was some prior to that, but it just seemed to have peaked within the last two years. Tons and tons and tons of people are beginning to see 
the Mothman up north. And there are, I'll just go into some sightings I found from various different websites. Here is one, um, John Amitrano working as Friday shift security for Chicago's popular Logan Square hangout, the Owl. He went outside and saw something odd. I saw a plane flying, but also something moving really awkward awkward underneath it. He told Vice. I'm on Vice.com, by the way. It didn't look like a bat so much as what an illustration of a pterodactyl looks like, with the slenderness of its head and its wing shape. I know what birds look like and what bats look like. This thing didn't have any feathers or fur, and it didn't fly like anything I've seen. Amitrano added that the things that he saw, which according to him had muscular legs, a jutting tailbone, and a human-like shape, flew in a strange swooping motion, undulating up and down. After it flew away, he retrieved his phone from a charger in the bar and texted his girlfriend and close friends what had happened. I remember thinking this is the worst time in the world to have my phone charging, he laughed. What Amitrano saw that night was one of 55 reported Chicago-area sightings of a flying humanoid in 2017 alone. Accounts varied from a large black bat-like being with glowing red eyes to a large owl to something that resembled a gothic gargoyle or the Mothman. Eyewitnesses spotted the being in flight, but some particularly disturbing reports detailed it dropping onto hoods of cars, peering in through windows, and swooping down at bystanders. The alleged Mothman has captured the attention of the city, local media articles, and even rap songs and Halloween costumes, as well as countless speculative Facebook groups. (laughs) Emitrano later remembered seeing something on Facebook about the sightings. As he read more about the encounter, Lon Strickler self-described 14 researcher who had been compiling all of the Chicago sightings on his website, Phantoms and Monsters. Strickler, whose book, Mothman Dynasty, Chicago, whoa, stuttered, Chicago's winged humanoid was released last month. You guys ought to check that out. He's been investigating paranormal sightings since 1970s and claims to have seen both the Mothman and Bigfoot. Lucky dude. Cool. Anyway, check out that book. That's one of the Chicago sightings. There's a ton more. I'm going to find some. Anyway, I was looking up a timeline of reports, and in 2019 alone, there are like 19 reports of sightings in Chicago of the Mothman already. Two have been within the last about two weeks, so I thought I would touch on them for a second since it's right here close. Um... Manuel Nerevet of the UFO Clearinghouse received a report recently from a man who said he was standing outside of a cargo dock at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago when he spotted a seven-foot-tall person with wings just outside of a fence by the parking lot. The sighting reportedly took place at 6.30 p.m. on November 26th. According to the report, quote, I was at the airport picking up a load of Nippon, which is a cargo airline's, I was already back to the dock and was standing away from the truck smoking a cigarette while they unloaded my truck. I was looking toward or while they loaded my truck. I was looking toward the runways in the direction of the tunnel, and that is when I noticed something that looked like a large bird standing just outside of the fence by the parking lot. It was not hard to miss because two street lamps were nearby. It looked like a person with wings that were stretched out and flapping. It was walking away from the fence in the open field and then began to flap its wings and disappeared. Narvette was able to speak with the witness over the phone. I spoke with the witness via phone and was able to get a little more information regarding the sighting, the investigator said. The witness primarily speaks Spanish, but I was able to report the sighting with the help of his daughter and her boyfriend. He was standing away from his truck that was being loaded, smoking a cigarette. 
when he said he caught movement out of the corner of his eye and saw the being standing near the parking lot. It was illuminated by two street lamps. The witness stated the creature was about seven feet tall, using the fence as a point of reference. Uh, when I asked him how he was able to be so certain at the height of the being, the driver stated that he's been to this location multiple times, and he estimates the fence to be about eight feet tall. Using the fence, he was certain that the being was at least seven feet tall. When I asked him how large the wings were, he said at least six feet across and black. The witness uh, used language seen in previous sightings report from largely Hispanic neighborhood Chicago's Little Village. When I asked him to describe the being, he said it looked like a demonio, which is a demon, or a duende, which is a goblin, and it was solid black. The witness said he saw nothing that looked like eyes, and he assumed the creature might have had his back turned to him. He stated that it walked with a gait like a bird, and it was flapping its wings as it walked toward the large field by the runways and disappeared into the night. Uh, also presence was a sense of evil similarly reported by previous witnesses. The witness did state that when it disappeared, he quickly did the sign of the cross and asked the Virgin Mary for protection, put out a cigarette, and quickly walked back to his truck. Uh, when he was asked why he did that, he stated he felt a presence that was evil and was convinced that he had seen a demon. So. Another reason to prove to my thing that it's more nefarious. That's because true. a lot of people get that scary fucking feeling. He does in incite terror. You know, and... Which is and another bizarre. thing that is kind of awesome, uh, a lot of these descriptions are the, exactly the same. Yeah. You know, you have all different walks of life, and they all, for the most part, they're relatively the same. You know, a lot of people reference seven feet. You know, he, he didn't get to see the eyes because he assumed that the creature was facing the other direction. Another thing that I struggle with is if the thing's seven feet tall and its wings are only six feet across, there's no way it's going to be able to carry his weight. No. Unless he meant six foot, six each, foot way. each way. Could be. Which would more so um, account for the people who assume that his wingspan is about 12 to 15 feet. But I was thinking the exact same thing. If it's if it's six feet and that's it, I'm with you. It's not fucking yeah. flying nowhere. Yeah. Unless he weighs nothing. Which could be. It's possible. Who knows? He's probably from a different dimension. But it's strange that so many have been seen in Chicago, and especially that recent. And, like, here, I'm going to jump into this next one real quick. According to the Singular14.com, Singular14 Society was contacted recently by a man who said that he'd seen a red-eyed winged humanoid while driving near Chicago's O'Hare International Airport on the night of December 6th. So this is about mm, two weeks after the last man. Brief email exchange investigator Tobias Wayland was able to speak with the witness over the phone. The witness who agreed to use his first name, Daniel, said that he works for he works in cargo for an airline in the airport and he had left work early to go out or to go out that night to meet friends. I was the last one to get out of work, he said. I normally work until 11 p.m., but we got out a little earlier than expected. Around 10.15 or 10.20 p.m. is when I left. I was driving down West Higgins, and I was headed to the bar to meet up with one of my friends from work. <coughs> to my left is a large patch of grass, which is where I saw it. It was dark, and there was a building with a certain amount of light near the siding area. I was able to take a glimpse at it while I was driving, Daniel continued. I saw headlights coming toward me as well. I'm always looking at that side because there's deer there. I'm always eager to look to see them. I can tell the difference between deer and what I saw. It was not a deer. 
According to Daniel, the creature he saw matched exactly what was described by the witness on November 26th, who was our last story, who said he'd seen a seven-foot-tall person with wings near the loading dock for Nippon Cargo Airlines, except Daniel said the thing he saw had red eyes. He said he was able to estimate the creature's height by comparing it also to a nearby fence. Also present was the feeling of, dis- of evil and dread described by previous witness. Daniel said that he was ready to dismiss his sighting until he found an article online describing the other man's experience. That was really weird, honestly. I thought I was going crazy at first. I said to myself, no, that can't be it. I don't think I saw that. He said, after that, once I saw the article, the day after my sighting, I thought, all right, maybe I'm not going crazy because Nippon is not far from where my sighting took place. That was the craziest part. I kind of freaked out. I saw that something wasn't right. I saw it the same way the other gentleman saw it. It felt really evil. It had those red eyes. How could any creature have those? I thought I was going crazy, man. I thought I was going crazy until I read the article. I must not have been the only one who's seeing this stuff. So again, another sighting at O'Hare. Near O'Hare. Yeah, so, so far, was that put two? At least. For O'Hare? Because, I mean, there are tons of sightings just in the Chicago area alone. Right. Um, you got the two from O'Hare. Uh, October 30th, a witness sees a large winged humanoid while driving to their home in Park Ridge. Uh, late October, woman, it's unusual sighting of a winged humanoid in Rosemont, Illinois, leads to strange dreams and an uninvited encounter with someone claiming to be an investigator. So that literally fits in with some Point Pleasant shit. October 5th. Rideshare driver sees tall creature with bright red eyes and large wings near Chicago's O'Hare International Airport. There's a third. A woman sees toddler-sized bat creature running like a gorilla across Meadow Hill Road near Barrington, (laughs) Illinois. Um, It's just all these in and around, um, uh, what is it, Lake Michigan up there? Whatever lake Uh, it is. Yeah, whatever. That big lake. But they're all near or around that place, which... Well, hopefully it doesn't point at O'Hare. I don't want anything bad to happen. I don't want to see a bunch of people die. Yeah, which makes you wonder if he's a harbinger or a causer of doom. All these things happening at O'Hare could possibly point to something big happening in Chicago. I mean, Chicago's kind of crazy anyway on its own. Not that we have a lot of room to talk down this way, but I don't know. When I kept seeing... When I kept seeing all these, which made me want to do this, was all these sightings near Chicago here lately. Then you start digging into the fact that he is connected as a harbinger of doom or a bringer of doom. Makes you wonder, is something coming? Right. And like I stated before... Mothman has never been big on my radar. I didn't even know about a lot of this Chicago shit. Because you can you can literally, there's probably a hundred sightings on this, maybe not a hundred, but close, from 2015 to current time to 2019. All, all just in that area, just around the Great Lakes. Right, Lake. and we don't really have too big of a timeline on other disasters, do we? Not as well detailed as this one. No, like as as those as the ones that he was seen in. Yeah, like say Chernobyl. Like, was he only seen for oh, a yeah, month yeah, at yeah. a time, or what? Was he seen for X amount of years? I don't. Or what? You know, I don't we actually don't, know. I could yeah. speculate, but I don't feel like it was very long. Right. So maybe that 
but then then again, all not all of these directly point to Mothman either. Because no. I just seen one with like yellow eyes. Yeah, prehistoric bird. Yeah, the prehistoric bird. It's just birds. weird flying shit. But and... if you look at Point Pleasant again, you made that observation that a bunch of weird shit was happening around Point Pleasant. Yeah. Yep, and it's all different people from different walks of life. Like, this dude is fishing. He sees weird winged being after hearing an eerie, unexplained sound. A woman walking her dogs. She gets paralyzed from the weird winged creature. Like, are this... So some of these Are fit. this many people misidentifying whatever they're seeing? Or is this like a mass hysteria, mass hallucination kind of thing spanning fucking five years? I don't know, man. Two friends see a huge black shape gliding over Albany Park in Lincoln Square. Witness sees flying humanoid over Elgin, Illinois. Woman and her son, terrified by tall, dark humanoid with membranous wings, seen in a park near their Boiling Brook home. Woman and her husband photograph giant bat in Melrose Park on the same day. Witness walking her with her children sees a similar creature in River Forest. <laughs> so fucking weird. Like, it's just it's just hits and hits and hits. Right. Concert goers see bat-like flying humanoid with glowing red eyes in Grant Park following Chicago Lollapalooza. That probably had to do with hallucinogenic drugs. It's possible. <laughs> I'm gonna lie. But for like you were saying, are all these people crazy? Like to get down that road, like that turns into a real fucking big conspiracy. Monstrous bat with twelve foot wingspan seen in the same area of McCook as the truck driver sighting from the same day. Truck driver sees large winged being with thick glistening hair flying over Chicago suburb of McCook. So multiple people are seeing the same thing. In the same day. Yeah. They're seeing the exact same thing on the exact same day. There yes. has to be something there. Absolutely. I mean, you guys feel free to go to Singular 14 Times and check this list out. It's It's, it's crazy. called the Timeline of Lake Michigan Mothman Sightings. If you want it, I'll post the link. Just message me on Facebook or DM us or whatever, and we'll send you the link. But it is just one after another after another after another. Retired police officer sees dark gargoyle with red eyes in Forest Park neighborhood. Delivery driver sees large man with wings the next day flying over the same uh, area of McCook as the August 22nd sightings, which was the truck driver. Yeah. And the man after that. (laughs) Wow. Avid bird watcher sees a huge flying shadow over the forest preserve at LaGrange. And this, that, these are from 2017. It just keeps going. It yeah. keeps going all the way Jesus. to 2017 seemed to be the pinnacle, has the most sightings, but they don't taper off much. <clears throat> 2018's got a whole shit ton. Man leaving truck stop near Wisconsin-Illinois border sees a giant skinny man with a large pair of wings and red eyes. Investigator photographs an enormous bird 40 miles west of Chicago. Woman sees winged creature with bat-like wings near Oak Park. Two witnesses see owl man on Chicago's south side. Elderly women witness dark-winged being vanish into West Lakeview. A couple in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, terrified by a bat-like creature with humanoid, large red glowing eyes. And this is way too many people to be like... I feel like it's way too many people... <clears throat> excuse me. To be like a pranking situation. Dude. Like where people his, are like, well, fuck it. Let's just start acting like we're seeing them off, man. A man on his way to work captures bat-like flying creature on his GoPro camera. He later describes as someone in a wingsuit. What the fuck? I want to see these videos. No hey, doubt. Video of large flying creature is captured on home security camera in Rantoul, Illinois. So please, if anybody 
Yeah. Who, who has reported I mean, these Illinois. sightings. Yeah. Hit us up. If, if anybody that lives up north, all of our up north friends, if you have seen anything like this, tell us because this is prevalent up there. This is like a thing that is going on and has been going on. It's definitely on. current. So just know that you're not the only one that saw this thing out there. Man narrowly avoids colliding with four to five foot tall grayish creature with large wings similar to bat wings while driving in Gary, Indiana. Man in Woodstock, Illinois, sees large winged being covered in dark fur, illuminated by the headlights of his car crossing, or of his car as the being crosses the street in front of him. It's it's like you said, it's, it's crazy. It's way too much to be a coincidence, man. It's crazy. I could just sit here and keep reading for like the next thirty minutes, but please feel free to go to yeah, singular14.com is where I'm getting this list. This I can't they put how, together an excellent timeline. How fucking current it is! December six, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Like, that was literally... Ten days ago. Ten days ago. Ten days ago. That's fucking nuts. Dude. Ghost Hunter collides with miniature Mothman while driving a semi-truck near Wettenboro, Wisconsin. Dude, it's so weird. It's weird. It's almost like it's different because, uh, I don't know. Because a lot of these are reporting hair, like a hairy creature. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. It's fucking weird. I don't know either. But like, like you said, man... In Point Pleasant, there was a bunch of weird shit going on. It wasn't just Mothman. I don't know. Hopefully. There's a bunch of weird shit. Hopefully this doesn't lead to something shitty happening at O'Hare. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like a good... Mystery. Like a good, yeah, good mystery. I I almost don't want this to be the Mothman. Because I I don't want to see anybody fucking die. Maybe it is. That's a downer. Witness sees a pterosaur while driving home in Wheaton, Illinois. You know, it's, I don't and know. And some of these are just back to back. July third, July fifth. It's crazy. It February is February twenty second, February twenty fifth, February twenty eighth. And you got to consider it's all in a pretty, a pretty com- compacted area. Yeah. It's not. I don't know, man. Look at April twenty eighteen, April tenth, April tenth, April twelfth, April thirteenth fucking crazy like i'm just fl- i'm dumbstruck i'm sorry i'm not talking i'm just dumbstruck it because this is all kind I'm of just new gonna, knowledge okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go through september of 2017 okay and then that'll be it i'll cut uh, we, can, we can cut the episode december 7th family visiting lincoln park zoo sees a large creature with giant set of wings fly over them september 9th 2017 group of friends sees a black demon with large wings in chicago's little village september 10th 2017 two witnesses see unknown being gliding across the sky several miles away from each other in Avalon Park and Douglas neighborhoods. September 11th, 2017, woman sees huge bat-like being circling buildings over Chicago's Kenwood neighborhood. September 12th, 2017, woman walking home from work sees black devil in Chicago's little village. September 16th, 2017, pair of siblings are terrified by a bat-like creature in little village. Mid-September 2017, man preparing for work in Michigan, sees large winged being perched atop his neighbor's roof. September 23rd, man and his friends see large bird-like entity in Chicago's DuSable Harbor. September 24th, a family on their way home from Mass sees red-eyed winged goblin that gave off a strong sense of evil. September 26th, nightclub performer sees man bat crouched on top of light pole in Chicago's West Lakeview. Also September 26th, the woman and her son sees monster bat in their backyard before it flies off. That's one month. That is crazy. That's a lot. Like how? How are people? How how are people misidentifying this? That's at least eleven encounters in, in a, a month. month. That's almost 
I've lived Every in other this day. area for 35 years, and I don't know anybody that's seen the Mothman. Hell no. We got two Thunderbirds accounts. Yeah. That's the closest thing I can go to. I yeah. can go to for. I still, I'm still curious as to what the Calhoun people have seen, but I don't know. that's for another story. <laughs> We're gonna wrap it up though. <clears throat> if anybody, like I said, from up north. Or even here, if anybody has seen anything like this, please holler at us and let us know. Call us with your story or email us because we would love to see if we have any of our listeners that are part of this giant flap going on up there. Yeah, and it's uh, good like, luck, Chicago. Yeah, go to Singular 14 times if you want to see more ports. There's like an entire list of these things just back to back to back. So people are seeing something up there. Regardless, without a doubt. Yeah, without regardless a doubt. if it's the Mothman, something shitty's going on up there. So, until then, if you're out in this nasty weather, be careful. If you're in Chicago, stay away from the Mothman. Or if you see him, take a picture and send it to us. If you've got video one. of him, also send that to us. That one, too. Check us out on our social medias, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. And call us with your scary shit. Call it back. Until then, stay weird. <laughs>